You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. <laughs> Pogues, Pogues. Oh, it's good to be here. I'm excited to talk about Days from Future Ass. <laughs> uh, Sick burn, bro. Days from Future... Oh, huh, huh, oh okay. Oh, I, I, I'm back. What's the date? September 24th, 2021? Good. Then there's still time. Pokes, have I made that that very bad ass joke that no one laughed at? I've come back from the future. I've oh. moved my consciousness back into the past to stop myself from making just the shittiest joke in the history of this podcast. Uh, really, there's it, no benefit in me telling you, so let's just go with it. Okay. You. Cool. All right. Well, I, I, if that's the case, I should stay here for the whole episode just to make sure. Yeah. Just so to make sure I don't make that stupid comment at, at any point. This is going to be the best episode ever because you're going to have already Oof. pre-made content that you know is gold. This is fantastic. Okay, well, 2021. Wow, everything's so different. Which COVID are we on? Just the original still. <laughs> Just still. Delta's. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, boy. I have fond memories of Delta. Uh, <laughs> Omega. <laughs> Alpha Omega was real bad. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't even get into it. Can't even get into it. Could it was really... like I Am Legend except for worse. So let that sink in. I don't want to, yeah, or, or any of the I Am Legend sequels with uh, Jaden, but uh, I don't want to get into they too much. They did not make of... sequels, did they? Oh my god, the future not, is grim. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, you, apparently you've not seen I Am Also Legend. Uh, but... <laughs> I continue to be legend. Over here it's me legend. And I finally... was legend, but yeah. now I am again. <laughs> that one was confusing. Yeah, that one was weird because there's like a future Will Smith who goes back to the past. Oh shit! You know, I can't and he sees it. young Will Smith because <laughs> it works so well in Gemini Man. Uh yeah yeah yeah. Uh anyway, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to keep my uh, an, uh, anachronistic comments to a minimum because I don't want to break the space time continuum because, well, frankly, a- after watching this film, I don't think I understand how time travel works. So well, uh, that's great because this movie also uh, doesn't understand how time travel works <laughs> or understands what mutants have what powers because they just i guess kitty pride was like i can walk through walls also i forgot i can send people back in time <laughs> which feels like that, 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 that last me. stand movie could have been real helpful to be able to go back a week and be like hey i got news this is what's about to happen that was one of my top notes because it's a lot like wonder woman being in a jet and being like oh wait i can do invisible hold on <laughs> yeah i forgot <laughs> I have this power that perfectly fits Useful. this exact moment. Useful. Uh, yeah, D- Days of Future Past, which came out in uh, 1977. No, wait. Uh, hold on. Oh, it's, it's, it's so confusing, folks. Um, came out in 2014. That can't be right. Yeah, uh, it is. Somehow Hugh Jackman looks older in this movie than he does in real life, which is odd because he's at least, uh, what, seven years older than he was now in this so yeah it's yeah. very confused because like when the movie started i was like why does hugh jackman look so old i mean I, they for some reason put gray in his hair i was like it's been five years since the last one why are you trying to make him look older i he also I'm doesn't gonna... age you bring up so it makes no sense that he would look older sorry i'm i'm a little bewildered i just i wanted to make a joke about other like this coming out amongst other films of the same year as some of this this movie's peers and so I googled 2014 movies, and Google came back with, did you, like, oh, hey, did you mean Interstellar? Sure, yeah, that's, that's a possible one I can riff on. Or 17 and Life colon Jailbait. Um, Google, uh, you, Google, 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 you good? <laughs> that's a, that is a bizarre, there's, because there's no way that was in theaters, right? That has to be like a fo- Followed by, movie. like, Fury, Unbroken grand budapest hotel uh uh amazing oh. spider-man 2 like like yeah okay yeah that makes more sense uh, john wick uh, th- that makes way more sense but why why was number two a movie called jailbait that well, i don't I think, think came out here's what i think this looks like porn is Google what i'm saying has been reading your search results they're like I there's mean, one thing he loves time travel movies because we know he just watched days of future past to so put interstellar up front i he, would agree he's with all you. about that gb I would agree with you if any of these other results made sense. <laughs> like Exodus, Gods and Kings. These aren't these aren't movies that I'm interested in. You're saying you're not interested um, in biblical uh, set pieces <laughs> that really didn't go well? I think that's what that's actually a- Anyway, about. sorry, I didn't mean to... 
I didn't mean to. Uh... to oh, do... Edge, of Tom- Edge of Tomorrow came out. A, a, a more interesting time travel movie. Oops. Uh, no, actually, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh... Actually, this that is weird. Edge of Tomorrow, Interstellar, and this movie all came out in the same year. Yeah. A lot of time travel. Big time travel year. And I will say, Edge of Tomorrow, the only good one. <laughs> Sorry, Nolan. Fuck off. Uh, uh, I was not a fan of Interstellar. Um, but that is interesting. I wonder how many time travel movies come out normally in a year. Yeah, I, what's the average? Anyway, um, uh, talk about Days of Future Past. I mean, we have to address this at the very top. Because, uh, as you mentioned, Kitty Pride appears at the beginning. <laughs> With a new power, a very important power, time travel. Yes. I mean, that's like that's like Omega level mutant shit. This felt like a really bizarre thing because I guess they just wanted to like tie it to a character we knew, but since it doesn't matter that it's Kitty Pride doing it, I didn't understand. You know, what I mean, like, there's no reason it's, it had to be a yeah. mutant. We knew who it was because this also the beginning of this movie was called "Here's Seven Way More Interesting Mutants." Bad news, they're never going to appear in the movie again. <laughs> they're like they're just footnotes to die the same way later in the movie. And I was like, this is really dumb. They introduced like a bunch it's of so... cool new mutants. And then we just get the same four boring mutants in the rest of the movie. It is a, it is a bizarre role for Elliot page to take because yes. he is just, he is just sitting there like, like, well, hand, I assume hand... he was sitting there counting his paycheck underneath that table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause he's just, his whole, his whole role in the film is to sit there with his hands aside a handsome man's forehead and just, look, like, look down. I would say this. <laughs> if somebody was like, we'll give you, you know, $250,000 to just gently put your hands next to Hugh Jackman's head, I'd be like, okay, I'm into this. For, for hours. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, in between takes, I can be like, The Prestige was a great movie. That's when I liked Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Yeah, while he lays there restfully, you can just you can just relax and and, and deliver like four lines. Uh, so you like, were delightful fucking, on Graham Norton. You know, just like so. <laughs> fucking get it, Elliot. Like fucking get it. Um, but but yeah, it's really interesting because if you take a look at the movies in sequence, right? Uh, I have to remember the line here because the the X Men movies break down in like a couple of like categories. They're either the X Men are together doing stuff movies. Then there's the Wolverines off being alone badass movies, and then there's we went back in time to see what we, young we, we rebooted. We rebooted the X Men because it turned we, out we, Last Stand really killed that franchise. Yeah, we call it those the uh, the Baby Muppets X Men movies. We're just gonna go look at the, but <laughs> at this the young versions of the characters. This we is like. what's also weird about this movie is so the X Men First Class comes out and they, people are like it does well, and Fox is like ooh let's do that again. But also, let's get Hugh Jackman in there because let's face it, that's all people are watching these movies for is Wolverine. And we got some comments about him not really being in uh, first class. So it just felt like they were trying so hard to like... And then I also couldn't figure out was like, was there really a purpose to the kind of like crossover between the universes? Because, I don't know, it just didn't fit. Like... I, I've never thought it's, that Days of, or uh, First Class acting as a prequel to the like 2000s X-Men movies ever made any sense because there's tons of stuff that like doesn't link together, right? Right, right. So it was just no, very you, weird. You're you're absolutely right, and the Wolverine comment is probably on point because in the original Days of Future Past comic, it's Kitty Pride or Shadowcat, I think at this point, um, yeah. who goes back in time herself to her younger self. Mm-hmm. Uh, and handles the problem of the assassination and then his return to the future world. So, so they obviously wrote her out of it. Well, uh, I felt like that was the only reason it. they kept Kitty Pride as the one who could send the person back was like supposed to be a nod to the comic. But I thought, let's face it. Most people who are really up on days of future past, the comic <laughs> from like the early eighties, I think probably don't like the X-Men movies because they're not very good representations of the X-Men. So it felt weird to that they wanted to try to tie it into a comic that eighty five percent of the audience has probably never read. You yeah, know? absolutely. So it and just what's... it just seemed like a weird choice. And then did you just give a mutant an extra power and never explain anything about <laughs> it ever again? I thought was also a bizarre yeah. choice. Not even mention because I mean there there are ideas that mutants go through like a secondary mutation and, and, and which is not in the movies. Power. So, Which, yeah, I know that's, that's what I'm saying yeah. they could have just like tossed in a line 
I, you know, uh, or something. Yeah. But, or, I mean, I don't know. When they introduced 25 new X-Men at the beginning of the movie, they <laughs> just tossed in one who's like, what do you tossed do? Tossed in a, ta- a time travel one. Yeah. You know, I, I'd send people back in time via their consciousness. Yeah, I'm a telekinetic, but it's like chrono telepathy. You know, yeah. I, can, I, can, I can read minds of past and future or whatever. I don't know. But um, what's interesting is to think about the chronology of just like the movies, because... You know, you have X-Men coming out in 2000, X2 in 2003, X-Men Last Stand in 2006. Then, another three-year gap, and we get X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is not really a continuation Or a of, good movie. Or, or, yeah, not really a continuation of any of the other movies, or a good movie, or setting up anything good going forward. <laughs> and then, it's it's uh, uh, another four years before we get... Um, before we get the Wolverine, which uh, uh, again oh, is... Oh god, is, we still have to do that movie. We've never done that one. Which, which is pretty heavily... No, sorry. X-Men First Class is in 2011, then the Wolverine 2013, and then this movie. So what people... If you're a, an audience viewer, just to give everyone the right perspective, if you're an audience viewer, the last time you saw all the X-Men doing something was in X-Men First Class. Because the Wolverine, he's just him off in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So the last time you saw the X-Men together doing anything... You were introduced to young versions of everyone as they all, you know, arrive at their villainous, villainous origins or uh, heroic origins and, and become paralyzed or whatever. Um, so for the next movie to be like, okay, now we're in, I don't know what year it even is pitched to be, but now we're in like Yeah, 20... I don't think they ever say exactly what year it is in the future because they, at one point, I think they say something about they're sending him back 50 years and it's 1976. Yeah. So I assume it must be. 2026 and then i thought these people should all be way older than they are <laughs> i should i should point because like sorry. all of those actors should, are super old now and we're only in 2021 <laughs> like i should point i should point out the comic pitch that this dark future happened in 2013 yikes um <laughs> the uh the movie uh no i don't know if it says i, I don't think uh, the movie just, ever says but at one point i believe future. there's a, a line where kitty pride says something about either that or she says i'm sending him back 40 years because then I thought, I was like, that's only in the early 2010s. And then that was even more confusing to me. Because I was like, they're positing that 2017, the mutants have been wiped off the face of the planet. And we last stand was just out like eight years before. And there's not one goddamn sentinel in that movie. So it's in, in eight years, strange. they created a master race of sentence. That was one of the other things, my a problem I had with this movie is. So in according to the movie... In 1976, Mystique kills, uh, all, uh, what's his name? It's not Oliver Trask, but it's something like that. I can't think it's of his Bolivar name. It's Bolivar Trask. Bolivar Trask, yeah, it's a really dumb name. <laughs> I, I love that you're like, it's not, it can't be Oliver Trask. No, because I, I was like, I was like Oliver Bolivar would make Trask. sense. It's a dumb version of Oliver. Uh, Bolivar Trask, uh, which is like when you're trying to, like, your name's Oliver and somebody asks for an alias and you can't think of one. But she or kills you're like him. A, and, you're, you're like a porn version of yes. an Oliver? yeah. A ball of retresk. Um, <laughs> uh, but the thing that's weird is, so in, in this version, she kills him, and then he creates Sentinels, which wipe out the mutants. However, they've tied this to the original X-Men films, which, like, when did you say Last Stand came out? Like, 2010 or something? 2008? Uh, Last Stand came out in 2006. So 2006... They from 1970, so in 30 years, they haven't made one Sentinel because they never appear in the movies, except for in that danger room scene at the beginning of Last Stand, which is the danger room. They don't even imply that Sentinels are real. So it's really bizarre, and they don't look like the Sentinels in this movie. So in 11 years, they create these Sentinels? Because I feel like they could have just come up with this on their own. 30 years is a long time with someone's DNA to make a robot in this like bizarre universe they've created. So that was like my we'll whole problem. I about, was like, why did it take them so long? And we'll talk more about four story tall, fully functioning miniguns sporting, uh, like, like highly intelligent AI machines, which could be controlled by a guy. Cause he knows he can control metal. I didn't exactly understand how that worked. Well, I mean, we'll get all of that, but, but to get back to what I was saying, this movie who is, only familiarize the audience with the prequel versions suddenly opens with a bu- a mix of some original movie characters like basically now, one really i mean you can count colossus i guess colossus xavier kitty pride well she Kitty's not even in the beginning it's like the movie starts and you get storm 
which there's a funny thing involving Storm in this movie I'll bring up later. I'll bring it up now. Did you notice uh, when they refer to other X-Men, they refer to them by their actual name, but Storm is always refer- referred to as Storm? They never yeah. refer to her by her actual name. At one point, Wolverine tells Professor X, he's like, you need to find the X-Men. Storm. Scott. Gene. I was like, wait! You're not even <laughs> giving on. them... Like, one, you're not even giving their full names. So Scott and Gene is not helpful. And her name is not Storm. That's a code name. Your name's not Wolverine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was like... Because when he first said Storm and he said Scott, I was like, shouldn't he have said Cyclops? Also, did I... It was just weird, you know, because I was like, wait. And then in the entire movie, they never, no one ever refers to her by her actual name. She's always called Storm. And I thought that was like insane because everyone else is referred to, Iceman is referred to as Bobby. Uh, Colossus, they call Peter at one point. Uh, Warpath, he just got the shaft as usual. (laughs) Uh uh Uh, And I guess Blink's called by her code name. But it was just really bizarre that this one character who's been in almost all the movies, they were like, nah, we don't we don't know her real name. It has so many O's in it. You know, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Was Like the scriptwriter wrote it in and some guy reading it was like, no one is going to say this, right? Because her name is like Aurora, I think is how you say it. Yeah. Um, I also was, I was double checking because, you know, even on IMDb, most characters listed with a slash between their, their, their X-Men name and like their real name. Um, and and that led me to also see that Rogue is credited here. Did I miss? Yeah, she's in the very end of the movie. All almost all of the original characters from I think actually all the original characters from the first and second X Men. Oh movie yes, now now I remember. Yeah, At the yeah. very end. Also, I have to just comment on this because it, it it's interesting. Uh, Warpath is played by an actor named Boo Boo Stewart. Hmm. Just, just, I just, I, is, I have no comment. I just is, want is everyone he, to know. Is he actually an indigenous person? Yes. Oh, thank God. At least there's something because let's face it, Warpath not a great name for the only Native American. <laughs> well, he's uh, not the only, but I think the other one has an equally questionable. Uh, his IMD, uh, his Wikipedia cites that he, his mother, or his parents are are Japanese, Chinese, Korean, uh, and Native American Blackfoot uh, tribe descent. Uh, he's also a former member of T Squad, the Disney hip hop pop group. Uh, anyway, uh, so hip hop <laughs> punk group—is that what you just said? P- pop group. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I was like, Very those words don't go together. Uh, yeah, so we do. I, I do like what you said earlier, though, because there's a ton of fight scenes set in the future world, which is similar to what's happening in the comic. Where, uh, oh, it's totally different characters, obviously. Yes. Um, but they're they're battling uh, colossi. We'll say, is that fair? Or, or, or sentinels? Wait, they're, they're, they're sentinels. No, sorry, sentinels. They're battling. I confuse their the names. Uh, they're battling sentinels, and I, I actually, I actually have to say, I genuinely enjoyed these fight sequences because frequently the characters did stuff that was like, oh yeah, why didn't you just do that? You know, when you watch like a yeah. character with a power totally fuck it up, like in the end, especially with the the teleport girl was used. Blink was used to her maximum ability. Yes. <laughs> But given uh, no lines, no lines. Uh, but she had all the cool fights, fight choreography. Yeah, she had fun she with like, portals. She was warship. She, she was like warping Bishop up to like the front line so he could shoot before they got there, and then just warping him back. I mean, just like all kinds of clever manipulation of portals. That was very fun to watch. I, I never got bored of that. Yeah, there was like at one point too where they go to shoot her, and she opens a portal and then opens another one, so it hits the one behind her. Like the beam goes I mean, in. Yeah. And co- yeah, there was like she had cool stuff. Her her part was the only at the end the fight scene was very repetitive of the first fight scene which is the sentinels can just take people's power so eventually they just kill all the mutants with the other yeah which I was like oh this is sort of disappointing you're just doing the same thing and then there was just also some other like kind of confusing moments in that end fight scene but like the thing that got me in the beginning is they they open up and they introduce like all these extra characters. And if you don't like the X-Men, you're not going to know who these people are. And even if you do, you might not know who some of them are because their representation isn't exactly, like, one-to-one. No question about it. It's dizzying. It is dizzying. And and you have no clue what's going on when uh, Kitty Pride takes Bishop and they run into, like, a little vault and seal themselves in. And then she starts using her magic hands. Since she doesn't have this mutant power, the audience is like... 
someone who watched all the other movies was like what <laughs> i even knew what was going on and in my mind i thought oh they really should have explained this because this yeah. is very confusing to an audience member and then she says like when they break in finally she's like too late assholes and then the room just resets and i was like this is so confusing they really should have explained this before yeah. it happened it's it's a bit much. I mean, again, it's not it's not impossible to follow. No, but um, it's just a little too. It is convoluted. It is, a, a, it is convoluted, and then we end into another problem with this setup: is that they've they've constructed such an elaborate. We're now in the future, future, and we have to send you back to the past, but kind of like like around the time that you saw the other movie. But we got Wolverine, who's current, and he'll be in the past, and he's affecting the future, but not instantly somehow. You know, it, it's it's dizzying what they're setting up, but and that is uh, seen. <laughs> no, it, it's best seen when they follow this. You know, the couple of action sequences we have up front, which is it's just like Xavier's like, "All right, I'm here to just plot plot dump for the next ten yeah, minutes." Yeah, <laughs> the X Men are like shown flying, like we found them, and they land, and it's just Storm, Wolverine, and Professor X, and I guess Magneto who get off the plane, and they start talking. And you're like, oh, and this was uh, this was my first real critique. Well, actually, I had like three notes before then. But when they made Storm get off, and it wasn't more Mohawk Storm, I thought this movie failed in every step of the way. If you're gonna give uh, Storm a different haircut, and it's not Mohawk Storm, get the fuck out. What what better time than the apocalypse, Storm? Yes, Come if on. that's that's when you grow a hawk. Have you not seen any of the Mad Maxes? Uh, Mad Max I, uh, but something that is sort of weird is yeah they get in there and they basically have to be like they just go all right here's where we're at here's everything that just happened that you just saw so you now understand how it happened and what happened um also they never really explain how the sentinels find them and why standing on top of a mountain was a good idea i feel like being super far underground would be a better location to hide from somebody you know? I have a t- I have a ton of questions because in, in I, to my recollection in like the um in, in the like comic version of this dark future is it, I, I it's kind of like like a dystopian a, a more classic dystopian future where it's like society is like grim and 1984 esque and they kind of show that at the beginning but then you see that when they pan out and show lots of the other places. It looks more like the future in like Terminator movies, where like the yeah. world is annihilated and like. Well, in the comic, it's more. Um, what do you call them? Like concentration camps, where they're like herding the mutants to execute them, and they have sentinels right, like right. patrolling. But like the whole world's destroyed. It's not just they killed humans who helped mutants. They've basically destroyed the whole world. And like you said, it's very. It's very like like what the, the machines ta- the, yeah do yeah to the like tank in the matrix driving. yeah yeah it, it, it's it's over like it's just black towers and like black monoliths flying around like it's so strange because it doesn't even remotely resemble like human society it looks like they're on an alien planet which i find i found additionally disorienting you know it's like it's hard to under it's hard to even imagine this is a future of earth you know mm-hmm. um uh, which is confusing because presumably like Bolivar Trask and his company is out there making these machines and people are, you know, mining for the material and to make them. And there's an economy and like, like I, it's hard to picture any of that happening because all we see is just these big black monoliths flying uh, around. You said it wrong. It's Bolivar ass. Boom. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not from the future, oh, so I can make I, fat ass jokes. I, I failed in my mission. <laughs> I have to go back. Um, um, yeah. but, but the premise that this ultimately, like, brings, it, which is the idea that Wolverine, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, I guess his healing ability is good enough to handle mental stress. I, I uh, assume the idea was supposed to be your brain would like would literally be like shredded, so his sure. power would be able to constantly heal the damage to like his synapse to keep him from going into a coma or whatever. That gives us Wolverine, a current Wolverine, a grizzled Wolverine going back to a waterbed in 1973. And let me tell you, I couldn't be happier when the movie does this. Like, as the movie picks up, what was strange to me is all of this was the part that I remembered very distinctly. I I very much remembered Wolverine bouncing around in the old... uh, Of course. Uh, By the way, another ass movie. Hey, uh! Yeah, I mean, Jackman's ass is out. (laughs) And Jackman lives up to his name in this one. 
Holy when shit. When he gets out of the bed, I thought, that dude's eating ice chips for like two weeks and just did 800 push-ups before he they is, called action every vein in his body is sticking out and, and he is made out of fucking concrete in that in that, in that scene it is like, almost disturbing it looks disturbing in a way because you just think i no one naturally looks like that disturbing is not the word i would use folks i'm not uh, saying hey jackman's got a good ass but my point is when he's standing there and you can see all those veins all i thought was after i read that uh, interview that Henry Cavill explained like how they oh, do yeah. the, the scenes where they literally do not drink water for days because when you dehydrate your veins actually raise out of your skin because your skin gets so tight because you're dehydrated and so your veins are more visible so when you flex uh, it makes you look veiny and that makes you look more muscly so they're literally like killing themselves so they can look good and he said they work at you work out for like 40 minutes and then you run in and do the shot because all your muscles are then like swollen from working out. And he said they you uh, only do it like once and that's it. Real, real quick, can we get uh, Hugh Jackman's got a great ass. But my, my point is dot 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 on a t-shirt. Like I just want to get. Yeah, sure. And I'll draw. It. I'll draw a version of uh, Hugh Jackman. I did read... sort of look at sort of looking back, <laughs> looking back at it. I did see that there was something really bizarre in the trivia when we were doing the mini episode i was looking to see how much this movie made and one of the trivia the top trivia was hugh jackman told the director that when wolverine woke up he would be naked because if a australian man woke up in bed with a woman there's no a pretty woman there's no way he'd be wearing clothes that's what he said and i thought australia hmm." and then he puts on like pretty tight jeans commando and all i thought was that has to be wildly uncomfortable <laughs> i don't know to me just the idea of wearing jeans with no underwear seems so painful for a guy I, i'm sure people do it but to me it seems real gross you're you make an excellent point i put down i actually put a note going commando in jeans thank god he has that healing factor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, chafing's not really a problem for yeah. Wolverine. Yeah, he's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, but, like, it was insane to me when we got to this part, because A, I was enjoying myself, but B, I was like, oh yeah, I remember all of this. I remember, like, the yeah, 70s. this is the and part the assa- I remembered. The assassination attempt, and uh, when they get to Pietro, and, and do some of the Quicksilver stuff. I remembered all of that very distinctly. I, and it, it shocked me how little I remembered literally any part that took place in the future. Like when the movie oh, started, I remember I was like, the end, the beginning. I did not remember at all. I also when the beginning remember... started, I thought that I started the wrong X Men movie. <laughs> well, I I got midway through, and all of a sudden, I thought, wait, we were doing Days of Future Past, right? I didn't just rewatch <laughs> this movie for no reason. We were doing X Men Apocalypse. Please God, no. Uh, but to go back real quick, as you pointed out in the beginning. There is that scene where uh, they're, like, explaining the plot of saying, you know, Kitty Pride is going to send Wolverine back, or they're discussing all the steps they need to go. There is no sense of urgency in that scene at all. They're just having, like, a casual conversation about it. And it really, I thought it was weird, because even once they did, like, come up with the plan... There's no real sense of urgency to get Wolverine on the table and send him back. They just like very gently lay him down. And I still, in my mind, I just thought, I think the world's about to end. Maybe get these extra couple hours in for. But this leads me to another question. And this, this was, I had the same problem with the last time travel movie we watched, which is that <laughs> it's not, it's not like, it's not a pool, right? Like, he's not jumping into the water for 12 hours, and that gives him 12 hours in the past, right? Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it it's also very confusing how long Kitty Pride is maintaining him in the past, because it appears to be four because to they five like, days. They they fly to, like, Vietnam, or, or Paris, I mean, I mean to say, because that's what the piece of course yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they fly in, to Paris. He's and, in, like, upstate New York, so that's at least a 14-hour flight. Yeah, and they, they travel to D.C. at some point. Um, yeah, they fly from Paris back to the United States. Several days pass where they show night going into day. So does that mean Kitty Pride has not slept in five days? It seems unlikely, and the movie doesn't really have... 
the movie is focusing to, to the very end as if if Kitty Pride gives him like five more seconds, those are the five seconds that he needs that, that like the past needs to rectify. No, like <laughs> it, yeah, that was also something else I felt was somewhat confusing because once he told them what happened, did it matter if he stayed? Cause he really didn't have any effect on the outcome. Right. Professor Xavier did. So once he convinced exactly. Xavier to go on and that also brought up, this was what, another once, Actually, and especially once Wolverine hit the bottom of the river. Even before then. He didn't even... When you really think about it, he does nothing from once he convinces... He's out of it. Once he convinces uh, Xavier, which he doesn't really do, he just goes into Wolverine's mind and meets his old self, and that convinces him. Wolverine doesn't need to be in the past anymore. We are waiting for, like, the event to happen, but time is, like... You know, it's a quantum state. It's... it's, (laughs) It's not, it's, it's, what's happened in the past has already in the past. The start of this sentence and the part I'm saying now are all in the past by the time I'm done saying it. Like, it's all, it's well, not I like think, a, a stream. Yeah, it's confusing. That was, that was the part that confused me because the idea was that if he could stop the assassination, it would stop the creation of the Sentinels, which I got. Sure. But the logic they use is the second you tell somebody what is about to happen, it alters reality. So they instantly should have disappeared because it was always going to happen. It already happened. Him going back in time is the trigger, which reset time. This is the important uh, And that's time. the part of that, that really confused this. This is the important time to talk about how, like the three ways that fiction deals with time travel, which is really quickly is the mutable, immutable and the multiverse theory. The mutable is back to the future where, uh, you know, you can, where, yeah, you can change the, the future and the past by you can change the future by going back and affecting the past. Yeah, he travels back in time. He affects the past, and and he he can physically with that photo see that his future is changing, and as he resolves it, it comes back. Right, like yes, the future is it. his actions have a direct like influence on the events that go forward into time. Then there's the immutable, which is that what you do was always bound to happen because time monkeys. is like yeah, or or, or terminated. Like Kyle Reese goes back. And, well, and yeah. Sire's Sire's the man that would send him back. It's all Terminator one is loop. is a rough loop. Just the first the, one. Just the yeah. First okay. One. <laughs> just the first one. Yes. But uh, uh, Twelve uh, Monkeys is a good one because that movie is actually yes. all about he gets sent back in time and he realizes the event that affected him as a child is actually his older self being killed in exactly. the airport and he realizes That's... that he never could have stopped what happened because it and already then multi- occurred. Multiverse is that as you make significant changes, it branches into a new alternate reality. Yeah, you create uh, a new timeline. Yeah, which is what the Avengers Avengers movies and other stuff plays with. Uh, this movie doesn't seem to fit into any of those. Well, it because... seems to fit into the mutable, but only once the exact plot point has happened, which is not exactly. really how it works. <laughs> exactly. And that's what, I, I that's, know it's, that's what made it really I know it's confusing. fast and loose and in back to the future because he's like he's like he fucked up his his own birth and that at some point means his his hand starts to go away i don't know how that works yeah because his his mother and his father aren't going to get together which means he's never been born so he's slowly phasing out of existence because the quantum is trying like time is trying to correct itself and it's like well if they don't get together you're never born so you never could have traveled back in time don't know why it starts with a hand that one's very (laughs) that one's very mutable that, that their version because most people in most time travel stories the person outside of time is not to be extra confusing, Back to the Future 2 now introduces multiverse theory, which is like, Jesus Christ. But but nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, um, this movie doesn't have any... Yeah, like, it, at points it's mutable, like when we see, like, the entire X-Men squad disappear from a room because they've warned their previous selves about it, and thus the events that never took place. But yeah, again, like, only at a certain point when it's most dramatically interesting <laughs> does the time actually kick in. It yeah, bizarre. That's what sort of gets me a lot in this whole movie is, and then the other problem I had is there's a couple of things that make zero sense in the plot. One is why Wolverine had to stay in the past. They make a big deal that they he has to last until the moment where time changes, but he's no longer affecting the past. Right. He's, he's not even in the area where they're at now, so his he doesn't need to be there. He's doing nothing to help. What's happening is events he already set into motion are coming to fruition, which means when he first set them in motion, they should have changed time instantly because he, he knows just be it, go- like his and, yeah and he, the he effect be should have been back to the, when the Xavier future. and Xavier met time sh- their version of time should have reset because they've yeah. now altered that that moment 
is going to lead to all the other moments because Wolverine no longer because Wolverine but, literally has no effect for the rest of the movie. He doesn't do anything which would have altered the time. His his role in the end of the movie is completely pointless. He doesn't do anything to stop Magneto. He doesn't really do anything to help anybody, and then he gets thrown in a lake. And they, they they also play with immutable here, which is they keep pitching that like almost as if there was no stopping Mystique from the from performing the assassination. She's just bound to do it, or or some event, even the even to intervene with her would cr- would would create mutants to be in a scenario where like chaos happens, and that alone excuses Bolivar Trask to 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 create the Sentinel program. So it's like they're sort of playing with that, which is I think the more interesting thread. That, that there is sort of this, like, central, like, nexus point like ar- around, like, the, the mutants trying to, 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 to take penance for, like, the harm that's befalled them, and in doing so, doom themselves in the future. That's a little interesting, but it's barely played with. No. And it's annoying that the, that, the, that the event that they're trying to stop is a public assassination of a, of a, of a, of a tech CEO by a mutant, is the important point. Like, it seems like, at any point... They could just kill Bolivar Trask quietly. <laughs> like, if at yes. some point Wolverine just, like, walked up behind what? Bolivar Trask while he was getting in his car and stabbed him with his claws and left, it seems like they'd be like, oh, Bolivar got stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. The, the real event that actually causes it is Mystique gets caught. So all they have to do is explain. Yeah, publicly. <laughs> we'll kill him, and then you can't be caught. And even though they'll keep the Sentinel program, it won't really matter because they don't have your DNA, which is what makes the Sentinels unkillable. And additionally, they don't have the excuse to get presidential approval because there hasn't been a major mutant incident. Yeah, because well, there has been, in, but somehow they forgot about the. Yeah, somehow they moved past it. Magneto has been imprisoned, and yeah, all all it takes is to is to simply deal with Bolivar, whether it's sabotaging his program, killing him quietly, <laughs> which what? is like all of these mutants have such an easy ability to do that. Here's the here was my main problem with the movie that I never realized the first time I watched it. Why did they have to free Magneto? Super duper, super duper. He, he literally question. does nothing. His, I had this problem role, in he, the second rewatch. Yes, the person who's most likely to stop Raven from killing Trask is actually Charles. Yes, they have the closest connection. By Magneto far. is always a villain at this point. He he's not needed to get into the embassy. I mean, he throws some gates at some people, but Wolverine and Beast could have just gotten out and beat those guys up. They're just regular people. Yeah, and if we gave Charles a little extra time to recoup, you know, it seems yeah. like he could just they, do it. They could yeah. have been there earlier and found Raven before the event instead uh-huh. of getting there the moment it's occurring because they had to spend time. And in my mind, I never realized it, but in the rewatch, there's no there's reason no to reason. bring magneto out you literally just freed a villain it is it is the highest risk component of their plan because they have to violate the the pentagon which alone could be enough to trigger the sentinel program like that alone yes could be like hey hey hey, mr Mr. president the guy that assassinated jfk which by the way not really that cool of a thing to tie the magneto well and then they it turned out he was trying to stop the bullet because they were trying to kill him because he was a mutant you, oh, you did see I, that. They, they, that's what he said later. He was I trying to that. save JFK because JFK was a mutant. And I thought, is JFK's power? Is, you know, talking about his downstairs <laughs> stuff? Well, okay. So a, a person that, pe- that that the government believes was participant in the assassination of JFK, a dangerous mutant that they imprisoned or in the, the Pentagon. at the very least, they've imprisoned in the Pentagon because they think he's a terrorist. They know he's a terrorist. Yeah, Whether he was trying to save JFK or not, they don't like him. They spent millions of dollars on special technology to imprison him, and he was freed by a band of rogue mutants who also beat and, and like assaulted like a, a whole variety of several prison of, guards of, of, who of are prison just guards. doing their job. Like that, that alone would justify the the president being like they got into the heart of the Pentagon. Yes. Well, yeah. Let's let's get this program online. <laughs> yes, I, that that to me was also insane. That is the definition of terrorism, breaking yeah. into the pen. And the thing that I thought yeah. was really crazy was we're supposed to be anti these guards. But in my mind, I'm, I thought, wait, isn't the story he killed JFK? These guys imprisoning him 
yes, I would be for imprisoning the person who killed the president of the United States. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. And it turns out that he has some mega power and he tried to shoot nuclear warheads at people in another film, which those people on those boats all saw. So it was a very confusing ending to be like, oh, he deserves to be. And it didn't even occur to me the first time I watched it. But the second time I thought, wait, he's he does not need to be in this movie. They, the writers were so lazy they couldn't even come up with a reason why he should have been removed. Th- this this is probably the most frustrating part, yeah, because because the, yeah the the idea that he would the, the problem is is that Mystique, uh, a rogue mutant agent, um, who was radicalized by by Eric by by Magneto, um, uh, to fight against humans, is trying to kill a human who has been kidnapping and murdering and experimenting on mutants. Um, and the person they hope to teach some nonviolence against humans to mystique is <laughs> is the guy who constantly says kill people. <laughs> yeah, we have to we have to we have to take on the the heart of the American government to free the one guy who will absolutely fuck us. Who will it's, yeah, unquestionably it's like, it's like we need to break us. Charles Manson out because he'll talk somebody down. <laughs> he'll talk some. Sense. You know, it's like I don't think you Squeaky guys. Frome. <laughs> Yeah, I was very confused. And then it really bothered me because I just thought, it was like, you literally freed him so the second half of the movie could take place. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And Magneto. To turn him in the new villain. Even in the future where Magneto's now a good guy, he's like, you'll need me too. And I thought, you fucking bitch, you know you're an asshole back then. They don't need you. If anything, they need to be as far away from you as possible. Yeah, and, it's pretty insane. Yeah, and then there was other questions that were then brought up afterwards. So they go get Quicksilver. Why didn't they bring him with him? Because it feels like a guy who can run at the speed of sound would come in handy. Yeah, multiple. they just wrote him out. You know, like, they maybe when Mystique was trying to kill that guy, he could have just run in and grabbed her and ran out. They showed how cool he is in that kitchen sequence, which undoubtedly everyone loves. I hate uh, it. And, it, and I, I enjoy it. Um, I also, but, here's a small pet peeve. Uh, why is the song he's listening to playing at the normal speed when he's moving so fast? Only Fair one enough. second of that song should have played. Fair enough. Uh, that would be kind of funny. Actually. This is the worst uh, crime that director's ever committed. Wait, hold on. Let me check <laughs> these notes. I've got. Oh gonna, no! Oh no! Uh, <laughs> but future Ben, why didn't you tell me? But as soon as you did that, I, I assume the director was like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> we just we just proved that he can do anything all the time and stop yes. all stakes. <laughs> He's, we gotta we gotta walk him right out of the movie and that happens in the apocalypse movie at one point you just think yeah. this guy can run so fast no one can stop him you've made him too fast like he runs fast so fast that literally he would explode like the human body can't run that you know what i mean like I, the force that would be put on a person's body they would just black out i absolutely adore the sort of aloofness that uh evan peters brings to with, with uh, yeah Ultra, I, I like him fine. or peter or whatever uh 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 i guess he's just peter in this yeah it's confusing. I did um, enjoy that you know they try to tie in that he's uh, Magneto's son, and there's a, yeah. a, a shoddy reference to Scarlet Witch when he's watching the newscast. He has a younger sister sitting on his lap. Yeah, um, and the, and there's Maximoff on license, like Maximoff outside, and there's like there's like worn tracks in like the the, the front mat when they come in. There's yeah. tons of these little details that I was very much enjoying, and Evan Peters is so like. Like when he's like setting up Magneto to like not give him whiplash while he runs him down the hall. I, I enjoyed all of that sequence tremendously. And I think most of the I, I do the also think did. Magneto definitely died when that glass broke. You can this is the sixties, that is not safety glass. Yeah, that is, yeah, that is or the seventies, I mean like that is like shard. Like that dude he, he is lacerated. He, he should have gotten under his bed. Uh like He should have done anything other than looking at the glasses it exploded. <laughs> And then going ah yeah, and then trying to cover uh, your face. It's like you can't. It's too late. Um, it's also interesting seeing this recast Pietro or Peter or whatever you say, mm-hmm. who's later who's later on brought brought in. Kind of interesting spoiler. Um, yeah, uh, they, they, and I enjoy- sort of made it into the MCU. And like, I enjoyed like the scene with him on like the plane, like uh, him and Xavier. You know, as always, wrestling over their their morals. Like, I, I don't dislike the premise of Xavier and Magneto vying over their principles, but it would have made more sense if like Mystique tried to assassinate Trask and failed and, 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 and was desperate to get vengeance and decided that she needed help. 
and then like went and you know broke or if they had magneto been in a room that they needed magneto to break into they, like there had to be sure, a reason yeah. to go get him and there then, had to be a reason my yeah. other problem was the scene on the plane you know it could have been more interesting when they are talking and he gets mad but it, it was very much i don't know I, it's one of those things where at this point i'm really tired of the xavier magneto like they've, they've just done the speeches too many times in these movies it's in every one of them almost there's a yeah, speech where magneto's fair. like you you sit up there and you don't do anything i'm trying to save him you don't know what it's like and at a certain point you just think yeah i got it man like you got to bring me something new because at a certain point you've been mad for 80 years i think something's wrong with you like your your logic makes no sense you have to see that everything you're doing is making it worse not better at a certain point you know the first five years okay i get it but like 40 years in when you think i just keep making them hate mutants more maybe i'm not helping (laughs) (laughs) i i I, i'm also astounded by how they interpret the public will react to mutants like they decide that if the mutants rise up showcase their powers publicly and assassinate a president that the u.s government will green light this very aggressive like like mutant hunting robot technology which is so far beyond technology in 1976 which was also very confusing it's so fucking impossible to create i mean we can't even build fucking giant robots now (laughs) Yeah, and the amount of like computing that you need to happen for yeah. it to like to, to, for it to like scan people and, and it, it recognize could, it could see a gene mutants. by looking at a person—that's not how genes work. <laughs> and and then, and then it would have to like ascertain its movements and like devise a fight routine against. Yeah, there's just so many things it's, that it was so very insane. I mean, cerebral but, was already a stretch, but I thought, well, it's just amplifying his own power, so it's basically just a satellite dish. That, sure, that one's yeah. not that far of a leap, but this one I felt was just such a bridge. You know, it was just so yeah, weird. It's pretty insane. But the idea that the, like the public perception of mutants would become that of being the targets of, of of extermination is a logical conclusion that one could come to after watching like mutants rise up, demonstrate how powerful they are, and then kill the president. Yes, but but if 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 a mutant floated. A stadium around the White House and dropped it, and then ripped the vault out containing the president and began to systematically like control the world around him effortlessly until he had the entire like government at his beck and call and planned to assassinate them on live TV and just barely didn't succeed. And then one mutant is like, "Wait, don't." The idea that the human palpus was like, man, mutants rule. Yeah, that it was, I mean, it was kind of confusing because I thought, well, they might have canceled the Sentinel program because clearly it's got yeah. some kinks. But, but I did think it odd that they The were paper just, would like, not read things mutants change. save the day. Yes. <laughs> that would not have been the conclusion of that A event. mutant who also pointed a gun at the president at the end and then dropped it. That's not really, I, I would be like, I think that mutant was going to kill us. Yeah, I think she had a last-minute change of heart, but I don't think that really constitutes <laughs> yeah. like a good image to show the world. It was, and then it was very confusing. Like, I mean, imagine and also what that Nixon would be like. wasn't exactly known for restraint. You sure. Know what I mean? and, and imagine what that would be like. Like they would have to be dismantling a stadium around the White House for like for weeks, like, yeah. mo- months, months. It would take to dismantle also, all of that the carrying a stadium over i all i just have a note that said boy this feels needlessly complicated to catch the president it seems like you just have those robots go nuts like yeah if it seems like cop cars they have machine guns they have gatling guns attached to them it it seems like if 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 i mean it's not as visually interesting but it seems like if magneto just stood on a building like with an eye eye line and just like made the mute made the robots like kill it like kill all the press and stuff and like and make Trask like look like a sham. Like it seems like that was that's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I originally when I was watching, I was like, oh, that's because I couldn't remember how the movie ended. And, right. And they showed Magneto like reprogramming them, and I was like, okay, that's a confusing idea of how circuits work. That you could take railroad ties and uh, railroad tracks and somehow rewire a computer. But yeah, I was like, seems, I, in my it, mind, it seems, I thought, oh, is that what happens? Does he have them activate and start shooting people? And then that, because that would have been way better. If he had just had him start murdering the people in the crowd, they, the president would have taken a gigantic hit. The Sentinel program would have been disbanded. Trask would have gone to prison. 
And that would have been a way better. And then mutants never would have had to have been really revealed. Like, yeah, you know I mean, that's a way better plan than executing the president of the United States on national television and thinking they'll leave mutants alone after this. Yeah. It was the 70s, man. We were in Vietnam. I think he would have guessed this. They're not going to just leave me alone. We're in constant Cold Wars for no reason. You know what I mean? It was so bizarre that that was the yeah. choice. And then at the end, like, it's... Trask gets arrested because he had a, they thought he was trying to sell secrets. I was like, that's, that's how was, you get him arrested? That's, yeah, not to mention the fact that when he evacuates to the bunker with Nixon, Nixon's yelling at him because his robots went crazy. And he's like, I'll fix it. And he's like, good, you better. I'm like, you're going to go, you're going to continue with it? Yes. You're, you're going to come out the next day and be like, yes, yes, I know. The, the, the robots went crazy and killed like a ton of people, but we've worked it out. <laughs> it was a kink. <laughs> Mr. Bolivar, that's his name, right? It is Bolivar with a B? Okay. Bolivar has worked it out. <laughs> you're not sure you didn't write this down wrong. Uh, yeah, it is. There's the, in the second it's not watch- Richard Nixon. I'm just, it doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> It, it, it is just like, in rewatching it, you realize how sloppy this plot is and how it makes literally no sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it, and, and I know there's probably critics, you know, audience people are like, oh, it's a movie, it's comic books that barely get to keep plot holes together themselves. It's just true. But What are you talking about? X-Men is a concise, I was, easy to follow canon. I was willing to like ride along with this confusing timeline thing they've built where it's like, we go. We tell. We 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 transport a consciousness of the past and inform ourselves of the future, and thus the future's canceled. And the timing of that is obviously awkward, but you know, visually and, and narratively, it's interesting the way that it plays out in the film. But the, yeah, like the idea that they, they released a character like bound to sow chaos just so he could do it was irritating. You yeah, because in my mind, I watch. thought all they had to do was be like, he knows where Raven's gonna be. He, he knows the details of the assassination. You know, something that would make sense. It also, this was the thing that really got me too, is the plot of this movie is that Mystique kills Trask and is immediately tased and captured. Trask's company then uses her DNA to make the machine, the, the new Sentinels. Trask later in the movie says he needs things such as brain tissue, bone marrow, and spinal fluid. You can't take someone's brain tissue without causing probably some brain damage. Mystique is in the first three X-Men movie, and she's perfectly fine, and this never comes up. She has no scars. She makes no reference during many of her speeches about why it sucks to be a mutant. Not like, hey, there was a time I was kidnapped and they stole a bunch of DNA from me. So the plot... Like, they retcon a bunch of stuff, but try to tie it to the previous movies. They don't do it well. They don't tie it well to the previous prequel movie. And so it's just really, when you watch it, you realize, like, it's super sloppy writing. Nobody did a second pass on this movie to make it make sense. Yeah, another scene that I found deeply confusing, and this is one of the ones that, while watching it, I was just instantly like, I don't understand what, what is being even suggested here. Uh, are these characters thinking at all is the Paris Peace Accords and every single incident of it is confusing the first is that the Paris Peace Accords were the conclusion of uh, you know uh, uh, the Vietnam War Um, so the the entire topic uh, at that event would have been exclusively about the Vietnam War and the you know territory and and terms and all that right like that's going to be what that is about how task trask got in there and like hey on the itinerary could we toss in the mutant threat that none of no one here is aware of that was yeah it it was very confusing why is he there like who let him in he's meeting with uh what appeared to be vietnam i guessed china and russia those were the three countries and i thought i i was confused because I don't know if... I, I I don't know. And it was also confusing because people outside the event appear to be like they're waiting for John Lennon to come out. Like, you know what I mean? They don't look like people who would have been outside of the embassy where the Paris Peace Accords are happening to end Vietnam. You know what I mean? There's no protesters. Everybody just looks like they're like coming off of work, but they all have cameras for some reason. Like, I think every camera manufactured in the 1970s was given to the people. Because in the scene where Beast shows up, there's roughly 82 
to 75 like to 100 cameras in the 125 people and i don't know if cameras were that prevalent but it is like it's very confusing yeah that there's like an itinerary and the people the delegates from north or uh from vietnam are there like at a bar getting drunk was very confusing because i don't know that seems probably like an unlikely turn of events that they would just be like in the in the hotel bar just buying right. drinks but and, the you know that a random guy could just go up to a woman and she'd be like oh i'm an interpreter and he wouldn't instantly be like well this seems suspicious the other confusing thing about this entire thing is that magneto again a man that we've been pitched is smart gets his like once they get into the scene where they stop mystique you know from initially assassinating trask they have her sort of at, at their at their control for a moment and that is when magneto decides that the, the best solution is to take a gun up there now yes and shoot and shoot mystique and now i guess it's and then leave her body yeah is he gonna t- that's what i mean yeah it, because it is a she makes it out because it would have made more sense to just leave yeah she makes it out and 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 later on magneto was like yeah it's unfortunate your blows on the street i'm like yeah it would have been in the room too if you blew her fucking brains out yeah my dude it would have been everywhere they were at the body you know what probably would have been more clever is if you had gotten back on the plane with everybody and when you were over the ocean crashed the plane because you can fly no one else can there are many ways crash the plane simpler and it's not like the assassination attempts now gonna are gonna look like one just because you blew it in the room with trask that watching. was yeah that was like, my problem too because i was like they didn't you even have not arrive. fixed it they didn't even they knew when it what time it was and where it was and they fucking messed it up they you know what still I mean? that's messed like, it up it's yeah. like sitting sorry back in time to stop the kennedy assassination and he's like getting a hot dog five minutes before the motorcade comes <laughs> oh <by>. shoot <laughs> <laughs> oh i gotta run up there and get him it's like well maybe you've just stayed up there or lock the door yeah it was definitely very uh from that point on from the paris peace accords like the movie kind of a little bit lost me i mean didn't it's not that i didn't enjoy individual scenes but it tanks after the paris scene because the whole paris scene is where the writing starts to derails yeah exclusively bad because at one point trask pulls out like a baby monitor and he's like my thing and it's like oh it says you're a mutant my equipment's never wrong and all of the people at the table who are like all representatives, one of them from, I'm sorry, people of the USSR, a really shitty government are just like, let's trust this American. Americans, you know, our, our relationships with America are top notch. That's why we're in this Cold War, because we love each other. So, you know what I mean? Like, they would have pulled a gun out and just shot Trask and been like, fuck you, you American piece of shit. You know what I mean? It was so dumb that everybody stood up and was like, oh my God, he's a mutant. He's a mutant. They also don't it's know what mutants are. The device I don't understand is beeping. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, how convenient that it picks the delegate from the country America just lost a war with. You know what I mean? They instantly would have been like, oh, we see what you're trying to do. Shoot him. You know what I mean? It's so. It was so poorly done. It was very upsetting. So real quick, we, this, this episode is actually surprisingly long. Uh, I just oh, wanted yeah. to run through a couple of things real fast. Some hot takes. Uh, when Wolverine starts freaking out when he sees Stryker, young Stryker... And he claws Kitty Pride. Uh, Magneto real slow on pinning him down. Dude's made of metal. Should have been your job the entire time. Yep. <laughs> uh, Should have done it from the start. It's insane that that was even a problem. Uh, a lot of the people who have come to see Richard Nixon talk about the Sentinel program are completely disinterested in Richard Nixon talking about the Sentinel program. When uh, Xavier's reading the minds of everybody, no one is listening to what Nixon is saying. He's there, there are talking. robots that are four stories tall and they're brand new. Why is this not interesting? And the one woman says, oh my God, I'm pregnant. How did she find out in the middle of a... <laughs> I was like, wait, what? And then another one's like, I should have made the guy come with me. And I, in my mind, I just think, shouldn't they all be thinking about this? Like, The idea that he's like scanning the crowd and all I hear goes, holy shit, robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they should have been like, ah, those fucking mutants or I can't believe we lost Vietnam or... Boy, this Nixon is questionable. (laughs) Uh, uh, When Magneto turns all the cameras to look at him, uh, you drop the baseball stadium on top of the White House. I don't think those cameras still work. Yeah, what are they plugged into, my dude? (laughs) Um, uh, Xavier, maybe maybe you guys could have gone to go look for Wolverine after he, you know, traveled back in time to save you. You just left him in the river so somebody else could find him. Why'd they leave him? Like, I know that Mystique had to, like, evacuate because she was like participant to the assassination attempt but seems like everyone else could just sort of 
hang I mean, around. After like, they left, and then the end was very confusing because Mystique is apparently Trask in that scene. And then, so does that mean the Trask who does the Weapon X program is just Mystique? Is I thought that, that they were implying before they revealed that it was Mystique. I thought that that was like an interesting thing. Was that like this now barely alive Wolverine is taken to Weapon X? I thought that actually like track i'm sure it didn't track time timeline wise no but, not at all but it was at, at least all. an interesting take interesting take but then then now he's like no he's gonna be snuck to weapon x by mystique who's doing it for fun to kill or, or to painfully it, torture the man and, who but then helped her and then i thought was it supposed to be that that was implying that mystique knows the events have to happen and that like wolverine has to become wolverine because otherwise uh, he won't join the x-men i was very confused by that and then the last uh, I, Another thing in the lightning round real quick when we're on yep. Mystique. Hey, Mystique, uh, if you use your power to trick your way into a facility or a place um, by changing your face, just, like, hold on to that face for a little bit longer. Yes. Like, like you don't need to, like, go blue every time you're just sort of, like, around when you're still in, like, a secret vault or a military base. Also, your, your regular manicured female self would look a little out of place in a vietnam war camp. yes that was the one that got me the most when she's on that base and she turns into a female soldier and i was like uh look guys uh, the 70s weren't real cool with women soldiers <laughs> wasn't a high list of female soldiers in vietnam even if they, even if there were some some female they officers certainly weren't there. covered in 15 to 20 pounds worth of makeup <laughs> And most likely, most people knew who they were. So you just being sort of this random, a random, just a random woman who looks way too clean to have lived in the jungle for any period of time. Just be the generic white guy that you were. It worked. It yes. was really good. <laughs> yeah, the guy who was a colonel. So if anybody stops you, you can say colonel, fuck off, and just keep walking. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my last hot take was when Mystique goes to the office, and. uh oliver trask that painting he has like that rockwell style painting of him so with strange. like a girl in a wheelchair holding like a robotic leg and she's like looking up at him like with like tears of joy and he's looking vaguely off but it's like a full body photo or painting and so much of it is just gray space there's not like a wall i was like what a bizarre painting to have of yourself and it has like a weird halo around it it was just such a weird i i rewound really to strange. just keep looking at the bizarre painting but uh was there anything else oh uh oh yeah here here's one more hot take that has nothing to do with the movie i watched this on youtube tv and at one point there was a commercial that said you should buy skin milk which is apparently Ugh. some sort of product that uh moisturizes your skin it was real gross uh, and then my last note was they probably shouldn't have made any more of these <laughs> yeah should have tapped out here this one did well in the box office did really got good well. reviews and I remember when reviews. I saw it, I didn't hate it, but I didn't hate it. I, I, I to be honest, and I, I'm, I'm precursing myself a little bit. Still didn't totally hate it. Um, it was nominated for a bunch of stuff like special effects, which I think is fair because like some of that like fight scene choreography yeah, with the portals is pretty good looking for 2000 whatever. Yeah, I mean uh, this. Uh, the second time I saw it, I remember thinking, "Oh, this isn't very good." I I remember liking it a lot more the first time. And then I saw part of it on TV one time, and I was like, oh, this is not a very good movie. But this time rewatching it, all I was struck by was how the story made zero sense. The whole time I just kept thinking, this doesn't make any sense. Why are they doing this? So, yeah, and, and to complete the uh, complete what you're about to ask me about whether or not I would recommend this movie. That's not what I was yes. going to ask you. Oh. That's right, future Ben. You were wrong. Fuck, he was right. That is what oh, I was going to ask him. <laughs> that's right because you have to ask me because that always will be we're in the we're we're in an immutable future (laughs) uh but but what i was gonna say is that uh uh i I think i would i would say that this is like a positive recommend for me undoubtedly the plot holes are glaring in a second watch um but it is such like a flashy ride the first time that i didn't notice a lot of things that i'm complaining about right now so ultimately i think it washes out to a to a thumbs up uh, I would say, eh, if if you saw the other X Men movies and you like those movies, sure. If you saw First Class and you like it, why not? If you don't mind these sort of things, but if you have no real interest in the X Men, I don't think it's actually that good of a film to bother watching. To be honest, I don't think any of the X Men films are worth watching, uh, except for Logan. So it's like you know, not a real great scale when there's like seven or eight of them, and there's only one. Actually, I think there's like nine now. Um, but. I, yeah, I guess if you're just into them, go ahead and watch it. But I don't think there's... If you've never seen it, I wouldn't really... If you were hoping, yeah. 
if you're on the fence about watching it, stay on that fence and just watch something else. One last thought, and this isn't specific to these this movie, but just the X-Men movies in general that came before. How are they going to handle casting if they do any future X-Men content in the MCU? I mean, like, what are you going to do if it's not, you know, this this Charles Xavier, you know, this Wolverine? It's going to be tough, you know? I think, I think the, all of them will be fine except for Wolverine because Jackman has played him in so many things. Like his yeah. own standalone films, the X Men films, the prequel films. I think it'll be it, it, really hard to recast could, him. Could you could, could you imagine hearing um, Wolverine like now played by any actor? Like, can you think of any like like blank yeah. that fills that blank that doesn't sound bad? Like, I can't. Like, it it, it would be yeah, pretty tough. I, I, like the only way you could cast somebody to play Wolverine is to do like a Tom Holland, like get like an actor who's not unknown, but who's not super well known at the time. And that would fit the role perfectly, like a, a not very tall, sort of muscular dude. I think the only thing you could do That's is the just, only chance you would have. I think the only thing you could do is follow the X twenty three line and just and just you know not not Logan. yeah not put yeah and just and and hand the reins off anyway. Final thought, uh, but yeah. So, uh, 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 Dates of Future. Well, past... who did they cast him in the MCU in the future? Uh, oh, oh well, I, I you know I don't want to I don't want to talk about it too. It's me. Wow, you are right. They really dropped the ball. <laughs> like I am not a good fit. Uh, uh, I mean, I am. I am reviled can, can in the you, future. Can you give me one of your lines from the most recent X Men MCU movie? That's why they gave me three claws, bub. Oh wow, that okay. <laughs> Somehow All I'm right. starting to feel like Delta or COVID Alpha Omega is not the worst thing about the future. All right, I, I, I've already said too much. I gotta go. <coughs> oh. All right, all right, all right. Post, you ready to record? Uh, no, I, th- I think maybe we'll just hold off till next week. All right, sounds good. I'll say hey, that. hey, real quick, what was the joke yeah. you were gonna tell at the beginning of this episode? Oh yeah, <laughs> more like days of future ass. <laughs> oh no, the.